are going to continue on with the show. So I want to hop in um, to some things that we've been talking about, some things that's been talked about online. Uh, I'm going to hop in with the more serious first. Um, the first thing that's happened over the past week is there's a locally here in Louisville, Kentucky, which we think that these things don't happen here, and they unfortunately do. Um, there's a father that was mad that he lost the video game, and he punched his young son, causing him to die, unfortunately. Um, the young son passed away. I, I feel my heart is really heavy for the mother. I can't imagine how that feels. Every day I pray, all day I pray for the safety of my child, um, no matter who they're with. And especially that this young son, um, before he even really got to live his life, died at the hands of his own father. Um, I, I think that's very heavy and something that we need to realize. Also, shout out to Jamon Brown. He is going to be um, funding the funeral. So I think that that's really something good for him. I've been praying over Jamon and speaking to his soul for quite some time in regards to our people in specific um, and doing more things that impact the community and that can push us forward as a whole and help us out, especially in emotional turmoil. Um, how do y'all feel? I think it's just very unfortunate. It's very sad. I can't imagine how it feels to lose a child, especially a child that barely got to live. Well, you know, I was just telling y'all before the show the experience I had with a former student whose father, you know, I just told y'all, but I just tell everybody else. That was probably the saddest thing I had ever dealt with, had ever witnessed in my life, ever. This, this little boy, he was only, I think, about four years old. He was special needs, so he didn't talk. He was extremely small for his age. His mother sent him to Indiana to um, stay with his dad for the weekend, and his dad got upset about something and just smacked him across the face, and he hit a table, and he died probably, it probably took him like a week before he finally passed away. And that was just the craziest thing that I had ever witnessed in my life. Like, that was the saddest thing ever. And I had only known that little boy for maybe four months. So that's, that's, so I can only imagine. And I remember going to the, um, we all went to the wake and we all like kind of introduced ourselves and gave her a hug and stuff. And she was just out of it, like out of it, like wasn't crying, wasn't nothing, just straight face. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, just be numb. You know, you don't even know what to think after that. Right. I, I literally, I can't imagine how it was losing a child, especially like even when you think on the most simple level, like at home, like you go home every day to your kid. Right. Well, it's, you know, as a mother, I do. And to think that one day I, I don't get that. Right. I can't imagine how that feels. And it's not, and you see so many stories in the news, like involving daycares or estranged girlfriends, boyfriends, that type of thing. But to know that it was his child's own father. Yeah, that's sick. It's sick. It's, it's definitely the person that you laid down and you made this child with. I can't imagine. There's just so many stories regarding this in the news. Um, there's another kid I don't know was in some other city. Um, there was a custody battle going on regarding the child and the father like burnt the car on fire. Like set the car on fire. Yeah, recently, I think I just Yeah, that was like within the past black, week. Black guy, right? Yeah. We was also trying to figure out if it was real or not. Right, and part of me is like, okay, so yes, these stories are coming out like through news sources, like valuable news sources are supposed to be credible, but is it really happening? 
Where in certain in some of these cases, we're not even seeing the families talk about it. But we know this one here in the city happened because a lot of us know that parent. But in other cities where we're not there, it's like they can make up anything. Yeah, the media definitely makes up stories. So and I'm like, why all of a sudden is it like black fathers? Part back of me feels back. that way. The last couple of months, there's been a lot of issues with black fathers and harming the kids, and it's like, is that really what's happening? Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, to some extent, I feel like it can happen, but as a whole, I feel like they focus on that to to not to allow the fathers to not be in the child's life and not feel like they're worthy of being the child's father. If so many other things have ended this way, okay, so maybe I just take a step back and don't even interact, so this doesn't happen. Because yeah, a video definitely. Game, who who doesn't? What man? I mean, most men play video games. Yeah. So, so basically, the media. It happens in all races, but the media is only reporting it when it's so, happening right, with black so fathers right. over and over and over and exactly. over and over. Not saying that they shouldn't, it shouldn't be reported on them. I'm not saying that at all, but it's just, it just seems it like it's a coincidence focus. that this similar incident keeps getting reported and it's just with a certain group of people. Yeah. To me, it's like, we don't know what to believe. Like I said, we know the situation here that happened is very real. People know and connect to this woman. But in other places, things where we don't see these families coming forward or these families saying things, it's like, are you all still trying to disconnect the black family? I think that is very, very much still prevalent in all all aspects, from women to men to children, all of that. Like, you've placed so many different things in our communities or in our neighborhoods to tear the black family apart Mm -hmm. can we not just have the black family or is this like some type of agenda being pushed it's definitely probably an agenda yeah i think it's an agenda by everything from social media to the government i think the government controls all that so it's a reason why um only certain things are getting pushed on internet like she said before is is parents killing their child everywhere you know what i mean things that parents are doing to their kids everywhere but it's a reason why we're only hearing about the black man right. doing something yeah. to their But why are people? Why does it got to be black people all the time? Because we're in reality, like, we're... Who, who controls social media? Black people. Who controls the media? White people. Like, we're really powerful, you know what I'm saying? So if you take away our power in every aspect or even in minute ways, you know what I'm saying, it's going to add and it's going to build up to where we feel like we have no power. So we're not going to do anything. We're just going to accept everything for how it is and just keep it moving. And like I always say, that's why we need black people in every single system. Yes. Every system, including the media. Even and not just in want. front of the camera. We need to be owning some of these media outlets. Yeah, and it, it's just sick to me that it's like somewhere in some town, wherever, it can even be a little bit like, this is another reason against, there's probably a black man out there that really wants to be involved in their child's life. But there's some simple-minded woman, black woman probably, that is probably seeing this and listening to this stuff and is like, right. no, you're not getting a baby. Did you see what just happened in the news? You're not getting a baby. Right. So that creates another issue right there. So it just keeps, you know what I'm saying, trickling down. It's just what's crazy to me. Um, moving forward, I guess we'll go ahead and get into one of the really good topics I want to talk about it. Uh, it ain't a really good topic. What? That's a great oh, topic. What topic you talking about? Which one you talking about? Oh, which one you talking about? Oh, street code. Oh, no. I thought, okay, I thought you was talking about the other topic. Go ahead. The one Sorry, that we supposed to be going to do
No. I thought you were talking about this Aisha Curry stuff. I was going to say, that's a really good cop topic. We're going to let that marinate for a little bit. I'm going to talk about something heavy first, and then we're going to get to the lighter stuff. Um, the heavier thing, I know we were going to have a guest tonight. Um, unfortunately, they couldn't make it. But the topic for tonight's show is street code, and if it's detrimental to the black community. Me, myself, I haven't been, I've never been in the street, but I've been exposed to it. So I see in some ways where it's very detrimental. But I want to get y'all's thoughts first. You was exposed to it because you was like, dating street niggas. <laughs> Look, we ain't talking about that all the while. We just saying. Free without her dating street dude. I ain't Wait, any type of female so I ain't been in the streets, but I was exposed. She was. Right. Y'all seen oh. that little meme on, uh, on social media that was like, Girls don't. Girls just want to spend time with you so bad. They don't even care what you're doing. You riding around the city selling drugs, and they just happy and stuff. I that didn't you. see that. No. That's why you was exposed no. to it. I got too much to lose. I'm, I'm not doing it. And I'm going to be the first to admit, like, I was in on the other side of that as somebody who was in the streets. And it is very detrimental not only to the person in the streets, but their family, the person that they're with, their children. Like, it, it breaks everything down. But it seems that it holds them together, but breaks everything else down around them. Um, yeah, street code definitely. What is your definition of street code? When I think of street code, I think of the no snitching rule. I think of you have to be loyal to like your right. block, your hood, things of that I think nature. Make it all circumstantial. Yeah. Um, some things like obviously I don't want my son to grow up to be a snitch. Obviously, you know what I mean. Obviously, I want my, my friends and my family and people that's close to me to be loyal. So, I don't think it's detrimental. I think it's just circumstantial and circumstantial situations. So, if if your son's friend got, say, he got convicted of murder or got mm-hmm. indicted on murder, right? Mm-hmm. So, and your son was with him and he's, you know, with that. Like, you still going to want him to follow through with that? Or are you going to want him? Yeah. No. Or are you going to want him to... To be right there and be his co-defendant through that whole thing, even though he had nothing to do with that. When, when you talk about my son, it's a sensitive subject, but my son is also going to be smart enough not to even be involved. In Ooh, that. Okay, but first of all, we can't. can't speak. You don't know what yeah. your son that you don't even have would do. <laughs> you don't know. I'm just saying, you don't, but you don't know what path a child is. You don't know what path a child is going to take. So you can't say, so... Answer her question and speak hypothetically because we don't know. You could say, I'm going to raise my child this way, but kids take different yeah. paths than, than what their parents. And you said you wouldn't want him to be a snitch, but, you know, if in that situation. I'm going to so give, give you so a you scenario. So you going to let your son take a, charge, take a murder charge for somebody else just because he ain't uh, going to snitch? Well, okay, I'm going to give you a scenario because it's too, this is my thing. If a person goes out there and we both decide we're going to rob this bank. Right. And you just didn't run fast enough. Right. <laughs> Don't snitch on me. Right. That's different. But 100%. it's been situation like I'm a, there's um a situation I know of. I'm I'm a without giving a lot of details, I knew someone well I knew of someone who is serving time right now for a murder charge. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do it. Nor did they have anything right. to do with it. But the person who actually did it left their gun in the car. Then the police came and searched their car. He didn't even know the gun was in there. Now he's sitting in jail. Well, well point, before, but he wouldn't snitch. And he knew that this guy did it. He tried to go talk to him. He tried to like, I need you to do something about it. Yeah. But this whole, and them and they whole group and this whole no snitching thing. Right. But it's just like. That's why I say the circumstantial. I would snitch. 
Yeah, cause he didn't. He says he didn't. He didn't think that the police would search yeah. dude's car. Shit sound fishy as hell to me, cause it sound like set up to me. But you know that's neither here nor there. Yeah. But he's saying like, you know, I didn't know they was gonna come search your car. Like, like I said, that's circumstantial. What else is street code to y'all? Besides snitching yeah. and being loyal, I mean, I think those are the two of the biggest things. Yeah, I, I would definitely say those are the two biggest. Um, people go down, take life sentences for something. That you they don't think it's detrimental? So, because like for example, like I grew up in the streets. People, but I'm not. I don't consider myself a street nigga. That's, okay, that's different. You're not, but it's not detrimental. But you got people literally beefing and dying over certain hoods that's never done nothing for them. Well, on a bigger you dying, scale, you dying over hoods that you don't even own. And in reality, the hood has done nothing for them. Right. So, so maybe what's the, you I'm not gonna say the hood ain't done it. nothing. I'm not gonna say that. Because it's a lot of good people. Your definition of a street code is confused with just being a real person. Like you can, what's, what's the difference between being loyal? No, it's, it's that's why I said it, it depends on what you're loyal to. I didn't say being a loyal person is detrimental. No, like of course that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you're down with this street shit and you're from a certain hood and somebody say something bad about your hood. And you got to stay down for it and check them for it. Next thing you know, that argument turns into something bigger. And this is something that I've witnessed with people that I grew up with. Next thing you know, everybody's dead. Right. For what? For nothing. Because if you wouldn't have checked him, all your homies would have been like, you let them come over in our hood and say this, this, and that. Right. Yeah. I mean, in that case, I guess it would be detrimental. But I think it's power and knowledge and just being street smart and book smart. But you... You gotta think though. Right. It's definitely good to have like street knowledge. It's definitely good to know. I mean, it's kind to a certain extent, yeah. But it's good to have both. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's good to have both. But you gotta think a lot of these cats that was raised in the hood, they don't have both. No. Right. A lot of them don't have both. So it's like either you you die for what you was raised in, instead of being what you could become. And I want to back up just a little bit uh, because I was gonna make a comment about the the hood ain't never did nothing for you. I don't believe that. Uh, coming from, from somebody who's raised in the West End and seeing people who's raised in the West End, the hood definitely can give you a lot. Like, the hood can definitely, there's definitely people in the, you can answer it if you want to. You're on the air with Soul Conversation. What's going on? Good evening, good evening. Hey, oh. Barry. I know that voice. <laughs> I was like, who Regina? But you, right, I was like, who Regina? Who? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Regina? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Call ID, it's the house phone, you know. Um, so, uh, are they in the building? No, they didn't. They they're not here this week. We don't have to reschedule them, but we we kept the conversation. But what morning. you you are you trying to chime in? What right. you got to what say? What you trying to chime in on? We know you got something to say. Yeah, I I I do, I do. Um, as far as this, this whole street code thing. It 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 just it, it hurts us in a way like it, it hurts us really really bad. But then it keeps well no no I'm I'm lying. There's no there's no gray area. It, it, it I was gonna us. say either it do or it don't. Right. 
It does, yeah. There, there, there's no gray. Like I said, yeah, it does. Because, I mean, the code of silence. Um, yes, I've written code of silence in the, in the streets. Like, if, if you see something, if you, you're a witness to something, and they come ask you, no, I don't know nothing. You're not supposed to do their job wrong. Right. But at the same time, I mean, like, you could have just seen somebody knock some knock somebody's grandmother's side of the head and take a damn off or take mm-hmm. a person or something. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it, 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 it's, it's very detrimental. And it, it, it all just plays along with, like you said, it's, it's more so circumstantial, but it, it, it does hurt us. It, it hurts us really bad in the long run. Right. So, Barry, how do you think we can change the narrative? How do you think we can push forward and maybe not let the younger generations make the same mistake that the people before them did? Um, honestly, the, the, the best way I can say it is to change, you gotta change the whole culture. Yeah, you can't be street like, and you, not be You got to rebuild the whole culture from ground up. Starting with, like you said, with the youth. Yeah, that was going to be exactly what I was going to say. It's like reaching these, reaching the kids and, and touching that to them first. But what do you do when it's the like the OGs in the hood that's influencing these influencing the kids to do stuff? Right, Most of the OGs in the hood is so telling the, the young kids not to do it. All the way the OGs, the, yeah, real OGs in the hood, for real, for real. They're not the ones influencing. They, you're not an OG if, you, if you're not trying to steal the, uh, the, the kids in a, in a better direction or in a better direction. Facts. Right away from the streets. Twenty five like, is not an OG. Like, Them is the ones influencing. OGs. Yeah. Like an original gangster, if that's what you want to call it, from what my father taught me, it, 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 you have to be an honorable man. Point blank, period. Like you, you went through your battles, you did your uh, uh, you did your dirt in the streets or whatever it is that you did coming up, but you put your work in. But it has to be a time and point where you change that up. Like everything can't always just be gang, 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 gang. Like you gotta, you gotta, gotta take some sort of movement. I guess my question is, like I told you, I never experienced that life, but how are the young kids? Because I know, like, back in the day, it'd be like, oh, well, I've been in the streets. So I've been doing this since I was 13 or since I was nine years old. How are they getting into it these days? Like, what age group is influencing the, what really the impressionable are, age? Now, it's, it's, a, it's a totally different time now, right? Because now it's, 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 the, it's the little kids that's doing all the crazy shit. Like it's it's the teenagers that are killing people and uh, 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 robbing grannies. And, you know what I'm saying? They think. have no remorse, they, they, and they don't care. It's really it's sad, but it's not their fault because they have no direction. They have no guidance. Yeah, they, don't have, they don't have no real OGs in their neighborhood. That's what up, I was about to say. Mm-hmm. Their OGs is like 25 years old. Right. That part. And, and, and so 25 years age. old, we have this conversation. With, with, with not how I used to be on the show. Like you're not you're not you're not you're not trying to stop clearly. So somebody doing something stupid, dumb, or wild, like to, to somebody younger, or if your OG is 23, a little kid doing something stupid, dumb, or wild, you're going to encourage them versus push them in a different direction. So like it, it, it was just start, it starts from the ground up. You have to rebuild everything. So do y'all, like as a collective, how do y'all feel? I had a conversation with somebody one day. They were like, you have to reach the, the parents and the kids at the same time. Do you think that that's a reasonable thing to say, or do you think that we can reach one without, like, impression on the kids that have a positive impact on them? Because some of the parents are just not going to come along. You can't reach no grown adult that's already set in their ways. Reach a grown adult that's already set in their ways? 
Right, yeah. unless they feel like they need to help their child, maybe. And not many yeah. adults is even caring. Like, there's no. so many parents that don't even care if their kid went to school or not. No. Yeah, hey, you have no idea. I just today, I just, I just heard about three or four people that I that I know know that that have had their kids removed from households. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I've raised my 14 year old sister, and so many of her friends' parents just let them do whatever, whenever, however, just to get them at their faces so they can say yes. And it's just sad because you have really no, they don't have really any guidance. They're just out here lost. Just doing whatever they see on social media and stuff like that, too. Yeah. I appreciate you taking my call. Of course, Barry, you can always take your call. Well, I always love you. (laughs) <laughs> I, I love y'all too. Y'all have a blessing. All right, well, I'll let you later. All right. Yeah, I feel like a real dead house phone, though. I know, right? Because <laughs> you did a real dead house. You had to pick up the thing and put it on the receiver. <laughs> you heard it. I ain't done that in a long time. It's a click, click, click. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Where were we? <laughs> All right. Who's calling back because y'all talking shit about it. <laughs> we got a new this is caller. ice phone. This is the ice phone, y'all. This ice phone. We're going to air with those conversations. Who is it? Uh-uh. Will? Uh-huh. Come on, Will. Hey, what? What's going on? <laughs> Who's this? Peace. How you doing? So, so this is Elsa Talk. Hey, hey I was just talking you? about you today. Hey, I'm doing all right. I'm just chiming in. Great show. Good topic. I just wanted to put my two cents if Come I could. on, brother. Come on, brother. Well, so, so. Um, I'm hearing about the street code, and when I was growing up, I, I mean, I went to all the hood. So I'm in, a, I grew up in the West End, 38th Street, Jewel Park, all day. West Come on, Western Middle, all of that. Uh, but it's several intelligent brothers and sisters that is in the neighborhood. Exactly, the hood, quote unquote hood, is really a derogatory word. Mm. You know what I'm True. saying? And street code, all of that came from originating from Gangs protecting the neighborhood because back in the 60s and still to this day, these racist police used to go and lynch our people and jack our people and our brothers all the time. So, of course, the street code was like they don't tell the police anything because they're going to make something small turn into something big. And then it's going to set people up, people going to die, this and that and the other. All of this interrelates to what happened in our diaspora. So it's, it's right in our face for people who deny racism, for people who deny anything that's wrong with going on. All of this is, is not really, now we do have responsibility. I'm not gonna say that it's, it's all so-called white man's fault and this and conditions, but we can't leave them out either. Right. That's how the right. whole street code came about. Uh, when I was growing up, just like the parents, the reason these kids today is out in the streets and doing whatever and, and the first line or two because of, of my generation. You know, I grew up in the so-called propagandized uh, generation of deadbeat dads from what mm-hmm. they say deadbeat dads, who, who they define them as. But in reality, it was the implement of the child support system, a monetary system to keep the black families apart. Right. So we have to factor all of this in into the so-called street code. Now you got brothers, and, and, you know, the original street code was, don't say that we're going to get the parents to go settle this or handle this, or we're going to get mm-hmm. uh, the community revolution in progress, which is the crypt, uh, at that time uh, to go settle whatever matter that, that might have been. So that's how the whole street code developed. But then, and of course, nobody's going to sell code, and that's what's going on today. 
Definitely. You always coming on here dropping some gems. We gotta bring you back. Well, that's what it, I mean. I, I it's just from my perspective and from my experience that I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see a lot of brothers and sisters that knows the killers, that knows the dope dealers. Right. Um, everybody, you know, like I said. Um, but if you go around just telling the police and this and that and other, you have to get ready to face the repercussions. Exactly. That's a fear. I mean, think about that. That's a big thing that a lot of people don't want to put up with. They're not going to put up with that. They know what, just like on the movie Friday, they know what my mama say, they know what you say. (laughs) Nobody's playing around getting shot in the hood or, you know, something like that, being threatened. So we have to put all these factors in and uh, equate them to what we can do to have some real brothers out in the street to regulate what, you know, what we can uh, not work with the police, but try to compromise with the police. But that's all I got. Great stuff. Great stuff. Thank you. Thank you so much. We definitely appreciate you for calling. Appreciate you for calling in. Definitely. Appreciate you, sister. Yeah, we go. Thank you. That nigga sound like a pastor. Hey, when I tell you, was you on that episode? I don't think you was on that episode. When I tell you, dudes a hundred. He's a thousand. He was on like the very first episode that I came on, and it was lit. I feel like he has a good Shout point, Shout out to too. that brother, man. He's a good dude. I like, I like yeah, he, he's a really good dude. Yeah. Besides a really good dude. He always brings a, a, some history, some knowledge, um, some gems that everybody doesn't know. Right. And the point about the gangs being protection for the black community, I think, is something that was important in that. Yeah, that's what I was going to get at earlier. That's, that's literally what they were created for. But today, it seems like it's the opposite. Like, we work more for the police doing their work because, you know what I'm saying, in reality, we're not helping any of us by participating in the gang and being mad that you were blue and I were red. Mm -hmm. We're not getting anywhere. But if we could actually come together, like, sad to say, like what happened after Nipsey died, we might be able to get somewhere and use the power that they have in the gang to make a positive change for the community. Yeah. That's what I was going to get at earlier um, when I was trying to say that you know, the hood does do some good. Because even though there's bad people in the hood doing things, killing and drug dealing and all of that stuff, y'all forget about how many times those same people will bring food to somebody's grandmama's house. Or walk up, drive a little kid to school that's walking in 10 degree weather or back coats. Like those same people who are out doing things that they should not be doing. And they do make a lot of mothers cry. And this and that. They've helped a lot of people as well. They've inspired a lot of people. They've dropped knowledge on a lot of people. Just like when we said the real OGs, they do this, but then they tell the younger generation, don't do this. Right. You good and ball, or you smart, do this mm-hmm. and that. So, like, it, I, that's why I don't like, I don't want to say the good brings no good. I mean, the hood brings no good, because it definitely brings some good. The hood has definitely shaped a lot of great people definitely. that we look up right. to definitely. right now, today. And I so. didn't mean that in, like, a, a negative way, but... Like, for example, if somebody was to get locked up or, you know what I'm saying, anything for following the street code, who's to say, like, is the hood really going to be there to put money on your No, books? no, they You know not. what I'm saying? Like, really support you in that way if you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it's definitely back and forth. That's why I said, in a way, right. they're still good. I'm not saying that there ain't no bad. I'm not right. saying that these, it's a lot of people, like, I work with young teenage boys. Y'all rep something that ain't never did nothing for y'all. <laughs> right. But that ain't what it's. 100 percent about we can't we can't just act like it ain't no good to it at all but yeah it's definitely you living by this 
you dying by your block. You literally dying by your block. Right. I feel like that's the street code. And then, like, so let's go. No, let's not confuse like living in the hood and as being in the streets. Because some that's people, no, unfortunately, just have to live in the hood because they find out the situation. Exactly. So, I, like I said, I, I've been in the streets. I wouldn't say I was in the streets, but I have grown up in the hood. I have been in property. Do you think you? seen it at a lot I lost my father got killed from a bullet my mom being shot twice since I've been alive I've been shot at those times where we had to literally sleep below the window because of different family situations you know what I'm saying yeah. so I understand how to move in those perspective areas however um I don't live like that but I do feel like coming from where I've come I came from and I've seen what I've seen um I feel like having that knowledge does put me in a better position just in the everyday world mm-hmm. But that's knowledge you wouldn't have gotten unless you grew up in the hood. I say, like, some privileged kids, they don't get down so that street smarts. Like, I went to mail, and so many kids would not, like, are they, I'm not going to the West End. I'm not going. Like, I heard that so many times. Like, what are you really Which is really of? pretty bad, because I had, yes. I had a, a co-worker whose daughter was going to middle school, and he was saying how um, there's really no good middle schools that he wanted his child it, which is not a lot of good schools in JCPS. And I had mentioned um, Brown. And he was like, I don't want my child going to school downtown. So you're going to pass up on a really good school because it's of because the area? Of the which is going to teach her to be scared of that area mm-hmm. her whole life. And she shouldn't be. And, that, and because she's scared, she's going to judge those people who lived in those areas. Right. And she's going to go to a school that's not as great as, as that one. Because she's going to go to a school in the district and that school's not that great. And you said that yourself. That's not. But, no. I love the hood. I don't live there my whole life. <laughs> well, I don't live there now. But I ain't going to sit here and act like, oh, once I leave, I ain't never coming back. Right. Yeah, and I don't understand that, like, I've never lived in the hood. Never. You're so blessed. No sweat. <laughs> I mean, for real, I'm I'm, I've never lived in the hood. My father is retired military, so we moved around a lot. But it was always, like, military bases. Mm-hmm. Once I came to, once we got to Kentucky, I went to college. Um, I met one of my best friends. Her name is Ronika Blackmore. And mm-hmm. once me and her started like being cool, she's from the West End. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy because she felt like she interacted better with my family. I always call us like the hood hugsters. Like, <laughs> we ain't really hood, but we ain't like bougie bougie right. either. Yeah. We just, you know, middle class black people. Yeah. She interacted better with them and I felt like to an extent like I interacted better with downtown the West End. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to her being around more like suburbanized or um middle class culture, I don't even know if that's really what I'm trying to say, but she does better. But when I get down there I'm like, yo, what's up? Like like it's my regular people. Yeah. And she's more of the uptight one. So I, I've never understood why especially people from suburbanized culture, which I understand, you know, there seems to be more violence in the hood, whatever. But at the same time, why are you kind of, to an extent, teaching your child to be afraid of their own people? Exactly. Exactly. Like, it's not... That's what... Which, the co-worker I'm referencing, he wasn't black, but that was my thing. Like, you're going to teach your daughter to be afraid of people this area and we know majority of this area is black so who's she gonna be afraid of mm-hmm. black people that's not okay right. and it's really not as to an extent of course it's, i'm not gonna accept her act like crime don't happen murder don't happen crackhead. like i just moved out of the west end like a year and a half ago like i lived around all the crackheads 
Not great. Act like that's not a thing. <laughs> but at the same time, can I interject real quick. Yeah. I want to say something. People forget that crackheads don't only exist in the West and no, in the Ontario. Okay. Crackheads is everywhere. That's true. People forget no, that. No, actually, out in the West End, they crackheads. Out somewhere else, they methheads and they all kind oh, of stuff. There's I've else with the crackheads because you know how many times I done bought some stuff off of a crackhead that I really needed. <laughs> but y'all the methheads don't be providing that type of stuff. <laughs> There's so many like big business owners <laughs> that like do crack, they do coke. Yeah, right. But they know they don't Heroin. look like us, so people don't judge them the same. Nope. But they the same thing because when they need they fix, they gonna start acting crazy too. Facts. They just run big businesses when they high, and then when they come down, then they something else. They yep. So but who they ain't out there washing your car when you need them to, or fixing it when something <laughs> go wrong, and you don't take it to a shop. Like y'all not finna act like. <laughs> For real. <laughs> I'm they, so serious. Hey, they're going to get whatever they need. They're going to help you but with whatever you nothing. need. <laughs> but it's just like how times have changed. Even when you think like now, like the Jays or the Junkies, like they know something completely different. They A lot of them not going to fix your car and stuff like they used to be back in the G. I don't know, they man. They own some other stuff. Like I don't know, man. It's still something out there. There's, there's some there's that some. you have been around for a minute that's still going to They've been around for a minute. The new age ones. Yeah. First of all, do we have new age crackheads? What are y'all talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody doing crack in this generation. <laughs> I mean, whatever they on, whether it's age, whether it's, I don't know. What, Sometimes they peel heads. They sleep. Like, what is y'all talking about? Crackers. Sometimes it's homeless people. All homeless people. This is true, too. Sure. Everybody that's homeless and on the streets have a crackhead. No, they're not. No, sometimes but they I got mental illness. The ones that are holiday. Holiday. I, don't, I don't have a really a lot of experience with homeless people. I can't speak on them. So. But we might mistake a crackhead for. Um, they might really be. No, just because they homeless don't mean they ain't crackhead. Let let let's get that understood right I, now. Just because they crackhead don't mean they homeless either. True. Well, that y'all know that true. they usually live in the same corner house. You know what I'm saying? No, but. Um, we talking about street code. How are you talking about? <laughs> well, I was just okay. saying, like when she was talking about the big business owners, like it's crazy how like the laws, you know what I'm saying, affect like us differently than they affect them too when it comes to that. It makes because, me so mad. Like, it makes me so mad. When it was crack are back completely then, completely two separate heroines. But, but crack and heroin. No, they they back in the day like. They didn't care about crack because it was really only mostly affecting the black communities. Now that it's age, and we ain't doing age for real, our people ain't really doing age, and it's affecting them. Oh, they it's harsher sentencing. It's you doing life for just a and, just a small amount. Like, are you that, serious? But more treatment options. Where were yeah, they, they get treatment when we when we need it? Like the the governors that are running, you know what I'm saying? Like most of them are focused on opioid epidemics and yeah. like everything. Like what happens? What happened to us? Because we was predatory we back included? in the '90s when uh when uh crack hit. We, we was, they, yeah. Worst thing walking. Mm-hmm. They tried to crack it. We we ain't getting no treatment. We ain't getting none of that. that we going straight to jail if you're a crackhead. Yeah. And he was black back then. Straight to jail. That didn't care. Do not pass go. Do not collect on it. Nana said disease. Nana addiction is a disease. Right. <laughs> but back then it was a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. What? Oh, Lord. That's a whole nother subject. Right. I'm right. Just gonna say that's a whole nother That first is a, sh- a choice. After that, when hey, you want to yeah. be clean, it's right. no longer a choice. Right. That I do agree. No, it's it's a whole nother subject, but yeah. Oh, y'all. I just. I don't know. But as far as street code go, like, listen, 
and I try to have I've tried to have this conversation with the kids that I work with and stuff like that and get them to see the bigger picture but it's not gonna happen because like who are you like who am I like they're not gonna listen to me but as far as this whole street code thing go when you ask Barry the question of how do we what did you ask him like how we move forward from yeah, it how do we change the how do we change it you can't be in the street without living without living by street code so the way to change it is to give our youth other options other than hustling that's the only way you're gonna change it because you it's just not possible to be in the streets doing these certain crimes and not living by the code running in certain games and not living by the code that's just it's not possible so many issues and it's not gonna be you're not gonna be able to live your life you can't effectively hustle without a street code Mm -hmm. it's not gonna happen so you know it's just the only thing you can do is try and start with the youth because they're the next generation and just try to educate them and steer them in a different direction we got to get out there and really hone in on our youth more that's the only way to change it like get rid of all this gang stuff and all of that. I mean, it's hard because people forget that a lot of people jump into the streets because they need money. Their families yeah. need money. They they getting raised by a single mother. So, yeah, it's going to be hard to get out there and tell a kid who go back home. You're seeing their mama struggle or the lights is out. Or to go a different sleeping. direction. It's going to be hard. So, it's always going to be a street. It's always going to be that. It's always going to be somebody living the street. That's what I was going to say. Do you think that there will ever be a time when it's like... I never, I know it's probably never going to be like non-existent, but is there ever going to be a time when, you know, it's not as prevalent? When there's a way for people to make money as fast as they do in the streets, I feel like people will which is not a thing. look at a different option. I mean, there's there's literally, there's ways, but you have to put the time and the effort. It's not as easy as, as breaking down a bag and saying, all right, come get this. Yeah, that's not but that that's, not, that's not fast money, though, because it's going to get fast eventually. But it's a slow process to get to that right. point. You're right, but that's what they get into it for because they feel like it's fast. Okay, I go work a, a nine to five and make eight twenty five an hour. I'm gonna bring home a hundred and fifty dollars every every week when I can go. You know what I'm saying? Sell something and I and might make a hundred fifty. Exactly. Nice. You know what I'm but saying? But it's also so gonna start. It's, it's gotta fast. start with um. There's a there's a huge economic gap when it comes to women and African black people. So it's also going to start with the government. That's never going to be a thing. They never going to bridge that gap. I don't believe. So it's just like, we're not really put, a lot of black people are really not put in a situation where they can succeed financially. Because we're not really, it's not even really set up for us to succeed financially. I don't think it's set up, but I think we all got an equal opportunity to get in positions. That's definitely not true. That's why I said there's an economic gap. We wait for people to put us in position so they get ourselves in that position. Okay, but it's not equal. There's literally a wage gap. I don't think I don't think it's equal either. But why can't? Oh, that's what you just said. Why can't you (laughs) put yourself in position? You can, but it's that's what we were saying. Like it's harder when you're going through something right now. It's hard to stay focused on something that's gonna set you up for the long run. That's that's kind of hard. If If you living in a household and you're piss poor and you gotta feed your kids now. It's kind of hard to stay focused and stay on the right and, mm-hmm. and, and just put yourself in that position when that is going to come later down the line. And your baby's got to eat today. Who father you that you piss poor? What are you talking about? You're saying if you piss poor, 
you gotta feed your babies. Who fault is it that you piss poor? I mean, that's no telling. Everybody you, got everybody, everybody got different circumstances. Everybody got. That's the thing. I you feel do like have opportunity. I'm not saying that you don't have opportunity. I'm saying you <laughs> can't just look at it and it's not that easy Definitely. to reach some opportunities when you're in a certain situation. It's not that easy to make people. I'm not saying that they shouldn't. And it's easy. But, I'm not you, but saying, you gotta look like there's so many different things against us. Like, okay, you see me. My you, name is. You don't think it is? I, I think that. There is a such thing as white privilege, but I think as black people we make a lot of excuses. I think okay, but, I but you gotta that. look at the things you can't control. This is this is my first example. Danielle, Patricia, Brianna. All of us got decent names. Our name come across on a resume. Okay, I'll probably interview right, I them. I bet you don't think I'm black. But you, see, okay. but you see, but who nobody thinks I'm black. <laughs> there's really Star Keisha. There's really a girl named Shanae Nay. Right, right, right. You think they can interview? They ain't getting a call back. I agree right. with that, but I want to know as black women, how do y'all know that? How do who know that? How you, you know how many times I've been right. told I thought you was an old white woman. Like exactly. people literally tell you that. But how did that? How do y'all know that that prevents you from getting interviewed? I agree with y'all. It does because there's literally if you even pay attention to certain shows, it's literally people who say I'm not about to hire nobody with that. What's her name? Raven Simone said that on uh, what's that show? Talk show she was on. And it was like it was a big uproar on social media, but there was people going on there like y'all can be mad at her, but it's the truth. Right. Like there's literally people who's gonna look at a resume and look at your name. They might even look at your address and that name in that address. Mm -hmm. They're not gonna call you back. So it's like you asked you asked me the question not too long ago. So you feel like white people? You gotta think generations. Right. And generations true. back, like they. I'm trying and to this say this without. Patricia yeah, and a star I'm trying to say this without. Patricia. I do feel like <laughs> white privilege is a thing, and I do feel yeah. like it's easier for them. I think half of the reason is because if you look back generations, they were set. They're set up. We're not set up now. Nowadays, we can set the next generation up. But, we don't but before it got, it, it took a long time before we can get to a point where we can set the next generation up. So yes, I do feel like it's easier. For white people, and, and I, I don't think I didn't hear that question. I heard that yeah, question. It's easier, but y'all gotta realize too. Like, yes, we we all seeing here conscious people having this conversation. But think of how many people on social media that will give so much attention to bullshit and not pure bullshit, and they will never tune into a conversation like this. Facts. If we, but they'll sit and watch somebody wreck and talk about stuff that don't matter all day, right. and chime in and be engaged in that conversation. Facts. I really think that, like, when it comes to the, like, the, the generations and all of that, I really think, like, we need to focus on having more black businesses that can create the generational wealth. Facts. Because that's how we pass down the wealth from generation to generation. Because I can buy a house, you know what I'm saying, I can have material possessions, but real assets and real things that can be used as value is what is passed mm -hmm. down as generational wealth. And, set, like, set your kid, like, not even just the property, like, I mean, not even just owning stuff and that you can pass down. Like, really keep invest, a hold on yeah. your kids invest past the child. age of 18. Like, don't just, you got to have school and go. Like, I remember when I was in college, I used to have friends that whose parents was paying for them to go to school. I didn't realize their parents were paying for them to go to school. But I was just wondering, like, why you still ask your mom permission to do stuff? Like, why you still, like, I remember uh, one spring break, my friend was like, oh, yeah, my mom told me that if I take uh, a winter class, I can go to spring break. And I'm like, why are you asking? Da -da 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 -da. I didn't realize that their parents were 
still mm -hmm. supporting them. They was paying for them to go to school. They was paying for their car. They was paying for. They was giving them reasons to want to be motivated. Right, and in then school. not only that, but they didn't just like, oh, you turned eighteen. So that's that's what I mean. They were still taking care of them in school. Now I'm gonna continue to take care of you. But you have to do this in return, which right. is get through school. And I didn't understand. First, I was just like, like, why are you still? You feel me? But they parents was literally getting them through school, paying for their car, sending them money every week. They were still taking care of them. But they're adults now, so now it's a give and take thing. You, you a child, they have to take care of you. Mm -hmm. Now you're an adult. I don't have to, right. but I'm still going to do it, and you do this in return. Speed. You right. can't just let your kids fly at 18. You got to, like, really continue because to... It's it's hard to survive in this world, especially if you're going to school, you got your own apartment, you know what I'm saying, or wherever that you now I was working so, like a bug You know what I'm saying? Most of us work two jobs and go to school. Like, why put all of that stress on your child if you want them to be great mm -hmm. in life? But that's how you create. That's, that's I'm saying that's another part of creating um, mm -hmm. generational wealth. Like, it's allowing them to... You not to just, not just, not just you working hard and giving them something Allowing you them you able to pass on a business but at the same time they're getting educated they're learning work ethics like you making sure that they got that as right. well so it's just it's just that's how i feel you I gotta definitely you definitely gotta gotta keep hold of these kids past the age of 18 and you have to work for something to pass down a loan to them like i keep i always say like my child's gonna have a college fund there's right. no reason my child will ever have to pass. Like, there's no reason that... And this ain't a diss to nobody who... I mean, most people don't have a college fund for their child. So I'm not dissing no parent out there. But I'm saying there's no reason 18 years that's you weren't able to save up. <laughs> you feel like it's a diss? All right, well, I'm not trying to diss. <laughs> I mean, Whatever. That, I feel like I feel like there's something nobody ever... I, the reason why I don't feel like it's a diss is because I feel like it wasn't thought about then. I don't blame years. parents for not doing certain things. Because you got to think... It's a different day and time, and we more aware of things that they that our parents was and mm -hmm. our grandparents weren't aware of. So it's not a diss. I'm saying maybe then they didn't realize how and college didn't cost as much at one right. point in time. Right. So no, it's not a diss. But I'm saying it, it, now that we know, and now we see how like we more aware now. There's no reason that in 18 years you ain't able to save up a college fund. And even if they don't go to what? college. What? If you feel like it's a disc because you ain't got a college fund. Nah. <laughs> so it's your child. <laughs> you and, and never know somebody's financial You don't, but at the and same parents, time. I went to college because of uh, a scholarship, athletic scholarship. My mama couldn't afford it. My mama, I love my mom in death, but I slept the same bill my mom until I was like in seventh grade. But I said 18 years, though. I'm not saying come up by $40,000, but... It's easy to put a little money in the account here and a little money in the account there. Now, I 100% get that everybody's financial situation is not, but you could save up at 18 years. You can at least save up enough for them to go to a two-year college. And even if you don't have enough for them to pay for the whole thing, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, just, just a portion to something. To and, and you could, and I get it. Like, no, you don't always have the finances, but you're not going to tell me you couldn't put $5 in the account here and there. Right. You're not finna tell me you couldn't. You're not finna tell me you couldn't do that, especially if you got a parent that has a vice. If you smoke cigarettes, if you drink liquor, if you going out, mm -hmm. right? I don't care how dirt poor you are. You could take from that money. 
Because if you find the money to do that, then you can find money to invest in your kids. That's definitely true. And that is it. Sometimes. No, that don't mean they necessarily going to go to college. Now, if I do set up a fund and you don't go to college, you need to at least have a trade or a business venture. And I will put, I will support it with that money that I saved up right. all of them years. College ain't for everybody. I'm not saying you should go to college, but yeah. I'm speaking on people because college is inexpensive and we all in debt. Like and that, and that's definitely another another show that I was gonna have. Like, college is not always the answer. The we already had like, that show. Did we? Yes, we did. Oh, well, we gonna have Mari was on one. it. We gonna have yeah. I think we did talk about that. We, we gonna have another see it. one. I think um, knowledge is more important than education. Uh, yes. It is. I Definitely. agree. And we gotta get them kids to read. Who wants to read? If I knew what I knew now, I would have never went to college. I would have fact. Mm-hmm. But I think that for me, I was trying to break generational curses, and my family was so excited just to see me go. Right. Because nobody expected me to go to college. I didn't even want to go to college. When them scholarships started coming in, and I see how excited my mother was about it, I had to go. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. if I knew what I knew now, like, I don't even use my degree now. So. Most people don't. And you right. taught that that's the thing to do without even being educated on it. Um, that's like, that's all. That's another thing I say when, when your child is going off to college. Educate them. Don't just send them off. It's my mama. Is it? She said, y'all be on that show talking about me. <laughs> Thank you for calling the Soul Food Conversations. Who is this? Hello there. We received your request. Pay it up. I pay your bills. <laughs> pay your bills. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't you be ducky people giving them this number instead of your cell number. <laughs> Interrupting my show. And he just over like, I don't know. Hey, before we get up on here, y'all talk about Aisha Curry. I knew you wanted to say something about that. No, I ain't got nothing to say. I'm yeah, you do, because you made a whole... Okay, let me tell y'all something about Mari. Minutes, Mari, I'm going to be honest. You made me mad. We got more than four minutes. I made you mad? How we got more than four minutes? Mm-hmm. It's 8 o'clock and four minutes. How I make you mad? I'm saying 10 minutes, That's 11 minutes. That's the last thing I want to do. But but how I make you mad? Because I was like, Mari don't never, ever post about the show. Don't never show post mm-hmm. about topics that we about to talk to. Because, you know, Mari don't be giving an F about a lot of stuff. Oh, but he posted about this. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on the show talking about this and giving my opinion on this Aisha Curry. I was like, that's this what you care thing. about? No, I care about everything we talk about. That's, a, a, lot that's our, a lie. A lot of our conversations. No, I might not say nothing, but sometimes my opinion uh, is better left unsaid. Sometimes. No, that's what this show is about. Why be on here if you gonna right. suppress your opinion? Everybody's and furthermore, supposed to have different opinions. You have made it a point to say you didn't care about certain stuff. Right. Well, we're not like gonna what did I say I didn't care about? I thought Kelly's situation. You uh, was like, I don't I care about that. That never affected me or my sister. Nothing. Right. Because I don't. That's not. My okay, situation. so don't say that you care about all our topics. <laughs> you just told a whole lie. But go ahead. I want to hear what you got to say. I don't even really care about the R. Kelly situation. Who don't? Mark, you don't say You burn me you up. Don't let's, let's talk about it. I make y'all hot. I make y'all. Because you don't. Don't tell me what you I do. Don't, I don't fake Wait, care about us, stuff. He, I don't fake care about stuff. No, I'm saying so. Don't say y'all don't really care about it. If I say I care about it, then I do care about it. I apologize. Don't apologize. I just want to hear. I just want to know what you got to say about the IQ. I want to hear y'all opinions first. No, come on, come on. You want to hear? Yeah, we want to hear you first. I think that as a woman, um, that's married. Don't be, don't tell me how to feel as a woman, though. Because are you? A woman? No, let him no, let no, him no, say no, what he gotta I, say. No, I'm not telling you how's, how how to feel as a woman. You can feel how you want to feel. At the end of the day, I feel like as a married woman, you shouldn't need validation from any man about who you are, especially if you're married. Now, as far as her, like, I, I, just, I don't get the concept of wanting attention from other men if you're married. And if that's what you want, then you should be married. Why do you need validation from any other man? 
Okay, but let's put no, it like can this. I, can I do it? Can I do it? Please, please let me do it. No, no, I don't know. It's gonna be period. It's gonna be me. Why do you need validation from a man? I mean, that's my husband. I do need validation from my husband. Sometimes I want to. But can I? Can I just do it? Can I just do it? Please. First of all, first of all, first of all, y'all not finna act like. First of all, why is it okay for a man to be like? I just want to know if I still got it. And nobody better have. Men say that. Men say men go through. Men go through that a lot, especially in their mid years. Nobody, I, don't be funny. I'm men go through that a lot, especially in they. I've heard men flirt with a woman. They be like, "I wouldn't go. I just want to see if I still got it." Nobody best to add to it. It's not a woman thing. It it does. Like you ain't never heard that happen. You ain't never heard a man in a relationship that's fully taken. Just flirt, just to see if they still got it, because they've been in a relationship for a very long time. Let me tell you something. Any man. Whoever does that, he's not doing it. For okay, that's fine. My point. Really my point. My point is not if he's really doing it now. My point is people why heard the, that. Excuse my language. Why the fuck? I'll let you talk. I'll let you talk. I still got it. I'll let you talk. I'm really trying to. I should let you cut him off. Anyway, it's not the point of if he's gonna do it or not. My point is these words are spoken and nobody thinks anything of it. It's okay. Nobody judges that person none of that's not my point is if he stood if he actually does it or not so, you know what this let is let me finish Mari <laughs> trying to cut me out it's not so but my point is only what she spoke on what she spoke on is a valid emotion that man or woman feels y'all can i'm no i'm saying men and women feel it whether you're a man or woman you're a husband a wife a boyfriend a girlfriend everybody feels it you cannot help your emotions you cannot help your thoughts you cannot help what you feel so why is it that this woman went on a show a show that where you express your thoughts you express your experiences you express your opinions and she was open and honest and she's getting shamed for it we all think stuff that everybody's not going to agree with just because she says she thinks this and this is an insecurity and this is what she feels that does not mean she's selfish that it does not mean she wants to cheat she didn't say none of that she literally said I don't want another man. It's just something that I feel. Yeah. You can't, as a human, you can't help how you feel. It's my, and she knew it was wrong because she said this is about to sound bad. But you can't help your feelings. Yeah, and, and now she's like, that's no difference. than say we together, Mari. You, you turn out to be a really famous DJ. You travel, you go different cities. Woo -woo. There's someone at the club all the time throwing themselves at you. I'm at home with the kids. I done had two, three of your kids. My body changed. I'm not feeling the same way I felt about myself as when we first got together. Then that's his problem. And y'all forget us humans, like, yeah, we desire it's, attention. It's probably his, like, part of it. It's not, but part of it, whatever. But seeing all these beautiful women, knowing that you can have whatever you want. And I'm just sitting in the house all day taking care of your kids. When I go out every now and again, like, to see somebody looking at me regardless if I want them or not. Like, damn. Somebody else think I look good besides myself because you might not always be giving me that that feeling that, that I need my man to give me. That validation, like. Baby, you still sexy because you see me all the time. You see me every day. And you might just be like, but it there go breathe again. <laughs> and y'all forget that as humans, it's a natural trait for us to want validation and to want to feel from people. People can say they don't care what people think, but in reality, do. people do care what people think. So just because you want somebody to think you're beautiful does not mean you want them. Yeah. But naturally, we all want to feel validated. And not just bad. You, it can say, oh, it should only matter what your husband thinks. I mean, that sounds good and dandy, but that's not always the case. And just because you want 
to feel because somebody you can feel like your husband just saying it because he has to. You really want to know if you're right. beautiful. Well, he just thinks it because he loves so you and he's it? blinded by the love. So why you why you can't just accept it from your husband? I mean, you can, but that doesn't mean he she might, might know that she can't accept it. But at the same time, she can't help that she feels that way. It's not. This is nothing that I, she I went on social media and blasted. This ain't nothing that she was. She wasn't out crying for attention. If it right. wasn't for the show. We probably wouldn't even have known this, but y'all gotta understand the platform that she was on. I, I do get that, and I think that it was it was blown up because of the platform she was on. It was blown up because her husband, if she was dating me, probably wouldn't even fucking matter. However, I do feel like you don't need validation, like from anybody. Period. We need a lot of stuff, but, but we still want it. Right. I don't. If I'm in a relationship, I don't need validation from another woman. I don't need girls in my DM to feel confident about myself. You know so you mean? feel like if you was married, you wouldn't, you just, just wouldn't look, wouldn't nothing. And I'm, and I'm the wife that's Two always seconds. on. You no, at home, you I, at home. You feel like if kids. you was married, that you just, all women is just going to be shut out completely, 100%. As far as attention, as far as you looking at them, as far as all of that. Like, no, the only thing look, that matters I, is my wife. No, as a, as a married man, you're going to see women. Um, me personally, but you shouldn't see nobody but your wife, right? right. No, no, you can see people. I'm visually seeing people. You can look at a motherfucker and no. say that they're attractive. However, I don't need you as a married man. Are you gonna feel a lust? As a married man, I think lust and temptation is no. Are you gonna feel that because you shouldn't lust nobody but your wife, right? Right. Are you gonna feel that you lust? Shouldn't. You should. I, I you shouldn't, say that right? I'm not a married man. That's what I'm saying. But what I'm saying she I, shouldn't. I'm not but talking about lust now. You can't help what it. I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, if I'm married, I don't need no girl in my DM to prove. My confidence. You don't need it, but at the same time, what I'm saying is, this is a feeling that you, you don't I mean, need it. You don't need. You don't need it, but if this is a feeling you're having, you can't help that feeling. Just like I just used the example. As a married that, man, if you feeling that, you're in the wrong marriage. No, that's not. That's not necessarily true. That's not always. That's not true. That's not necessarily true. That's not necessarily true because just because. Because if you're insecure, you're insecure. You can't help if it. If you're insecure in your relationship, you're in a wrong problem. relationship. No, that doesn't mean she's insecure in her insecure, relationship. Insecure herself as a woman about certain things. Exactly. Period. Like, you got to think, this that's is a woman, woman who's wrapped it. up in her kids, wrapped up in her husband, and wrapped up in her own career. She's been married. She's been with this man since she was young. You lose yourself in relationships. And you forget who you are. You forget that you're this smart, beautiful woman. Hey. And sometimes yeah, you... You, you just want to see it. You want to see that people... Sometimes in. people need... Like I said, as humans... We desire that validation as, as much as y'all act like we don't, man or woman. Y'all can act right. like this is a woman thing, but men do too. That's why men go through midlife crisis, and they got a whole beautiful family that love them. But and then they, they turn 40, and, and they like, want to grow their hair out and buy shit that they don't need and all of that stuff because they want validation, and they probably want somebody to look at them as well. It's not just a woman thing. Men do it too, but it's just like y'all got to understand that just because she expressed this on a platform where you have to be open and honest doesn't mean she's wanting to cheat. Does it mean that she's saying that her husband don't? She want from it, no, it, it means she exactly wants that validation. She's, it, it means she doesn't believe it in herself. It means she doesn't believe it in herself. Guys, look. Tell me how she get the validation. For her, obviously, she wants somebody to tell her she's beautiful. That's attention. So she wants attention from other men. I feel like if she wanted attention, she could get attention. In the age of social media, she can get attention. She could have right, thirst trapped a long time ago. Look, 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 look. We gonna win a lose. It's not a win a lose thing. It's not a win a lose thing. It's not a win a lose thing. Don't do that. It, he's talking to all the women that's married. To all the women that's married. You know, you're not feeling confident. You're beautiful to me and I love you all. 
Next they don't need time. to be full of validation. Right, y'all, y'all can catch us next Wednesday, same time, same place. We'll see y'all in. And y'all still beautiful. Even if you don't believe it, you're beautiful. Anyways, don't ever try to play me like I was the only one talking.